It's Mental Health Chat Monday, the new and improved version, honey. On this series, we sit down with a brand new guest every week and discuss their journey with mental illness and mental wellness. I am your host, D-Dare Bionic. Thank you so, so very much for tuning in today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. First time I got applause in the intro. <laughs> I'm already the best <laughs> Thank you all so much for tuning in with us today. But I am not who you're here to talk about. We are here to discuss this gentleman sitting right across from me. Two-time TMA oh. war. Actually, three-time. Because didn't you get three a combination time. a couple years ago? Well, I got a, I mean, best ensemble, if you want to count that. For Hell yeah, we count that, yes. Well, Four-time, if you want to count best ensemble. Because I got best ensemble for Castle, too. Four-time. <laughs> Emmy nominated. <laughs> Emmy nominated. Wait. <laughs> Where's four, that paycheck? <laughs> Four-time TMA, not nominated, nominated actor, uh, very, very, very talented human oh. being, and a very close friend of mine, yeah. even though I'll never say it to his face. You just did, though. <laughs> I'm not looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Schnelt is in the room with yes. us today. Hello, Hello, Jeremy. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm better yeah. than I was in 2022. That's for damn sure. Yeah, 2022 was rough for you. Yes. I know that. Yeah, we worked together yeah. at the Blue Duck in 2022. You know how it, Yeah. How things were going. So yeah, yeah. Were, I feel like 2022 was a rough year for a lot of a lot people, people around Because I see... I've heard a lot of people on Facebook, not even people that I know, say 2022 was a rough year. I mean, I don't know what was going on. What was on. going in the air? What like, was in the water? I mean, COVID was in the air, but <laughs> right. still in the air, y'all. <laughs> Fucking got COVID in 2022. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, I still... Knock still on wood, haven't gotten it? Have not. Shit. Unless I have gotten it and been asymptomatic. Yeah. Yeah. You'll, we, you, you'll know. Ducking and dodging, baby. <laughs> you'll, uh, you'll know when you get it. Like, listen, it's rough. I'm good on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, with all the things I've done, I don't know how I haven't. I seriously, like, truly, yeah. I get vaccinated at the right time, though. Yeah. Like when it's going around is when I'm like due for a booster. Yeah. So I'm like, boost me <laughs> up, <laughs> hit me up. Introduce yourself. Tell the people who you are, how we know each other, where we met, all that. Oh gosh. Okay. So as he said, my name is Jeremy Schnelt. I'm a St. Louis actor, four time award nominated St. Louis actor. <laughs> Throw that I have not been nominated once. <laughs> it's because you don't act anymore, motherfucker. Oh, uh, when I was acting, <laughs> everybody in the shows gets nominated around me. because I'm too good. Well, nobody go with God. What was that show Britney did where she didn't have the tongue? Oh my God. Yeah. Nobody got nominated. Nobody okay. got nominated for that I gotta, show. Hold on. I got to talk about this for a minute. <laughs> I was in a show several many years ago, Shakespeare, called Titus Andronicus. It was my <laughs> first time. Ew. Yeah, okay. My very first time. Being in a Shakespeare show, I was nervous as hell. Wow. It was fantastic. In it. Thank you very much. I, it is my favorite form performance to date. It was great. Like, it was, it was exceptional. I was very, very good in that show. <laughs> so much so that in the RFT, which is the Riverfront Times local news, or not local, it's like a regional newspaper here wow. uh, in St. Louis, I, I was one of three people, one of three of the entire cast that was called out specifically by name for how good my performance was. And I didn't get nominated for a Theater Circle Award. <laughs> got me fucked up. Theater Mask Award. No, Theater Circle. Oh, right, right, right. Different awards, right, different right. awards. Yeah, I was pissed. Yeah. I was livid when I looked through those. That whole show should have been freaking nominated. Yeah, the whole show should have been nominated. Yeah, that was a great show. It was great. It, it was great. And at the very least, uh, Chuck should have gotten nominated for the set. Because the set was Oh, incredible. yeah, the set was unbelievable. Yeah, it was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, rant over. Continue. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> anyway. Unlocked the memory. <clears throat> I'm Jeremy Schnell, St. Louis actor, four-time award-nominated St. Louis actor. Um, 
and been acting in St. Louis since about 2014, which is where I met this man. Yeah. And and then the, we did and then there were none together. And then there were any. And then there were any. Um. Yeah, and I've been acting ever since. Worked many jobs, many restaurant jobs, which are very stressful. I don't mm-hmm. recommend. No, zero um, out of ten. Yeah, and I work at Aldi now, which I do love. So, yeah. All right, I'm gonna start this how I start all these episodes. Yeah. Mental health check. How are you? How is 2023 treating you? What's new? <clears throat> it started off good. 2023 started off good. Yeah. Um, better than. I was hoping, you know, I am back because I had to transfer to defend all the because that's where I originally applied to hated that and was scared that I was stuck there. I was like, oh, my God, here we go again. I'm stuck in a horrible job that I hate. Then was able to transfer back to Shrewsbury, which I love. Um, I love all the people there. It's great. Um, And, you know, getting the award nomination was great. I'm in a play called Ordinary People playing the lead role which is a role that I've wanted to play for thank you mm-hmm. role I've wanted to play for several years and I'm so excited March 23rd Clayton Community Theater go see it <laughs> um, and I'm so excited it's a role I've wanted to play for so many years I'm so excited and I feel like funny enough the whole shit can I I can cuss on you right yeah oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. this is not a, this is not a child friendly podcast okay good <laughs> um all the shit I went through in 2022 prepared me for this role, which is funny because um, the role delves very deeply into this character is extremely depressed, but he's hiding it behind humor by trying to fit back into society and finding his place in life. And I'm like, this, there's no better time for me to play this role than right now. Yeah. And I'm so excited. You know, and it's so easy to slip. Unfortunately, it's so easy to slip into that mindset of... Yeah. of you know, because I always say when I'm on that stage, when I'm when I'm playing these characters, I'm not Jeremy Schnellt, I'm Conrad Jarrett, who I'm playing ordinary people. You're not seeing, I'm not Jeremy Schnellt in that moment, I'm him. So you got to slip yourself into that mindset. And it's it's a little difficult going back into that mindset, you yeah. know, putting yourself back into that place. But it's easy to separate yourself afterwards, you know. I remember, just speaking of having mm-hmm. to slip into <clears throat> something a little less comfortable. Yeah. Um... <laughs> When I did, I don't know if you got to see Cardboard Piano no, I at Western Place. Another show I wanted to. Another show I, wanted to yeah. <laughs> I played a 13 year old Ugandan war soldier. Like, what Jesus. the fuck? <laughs> oh my God. The accent, everything. It was impeccable. Um, <laughs> no, but the. the <clears throat> I did that show, so I it was like a double cast situation. So the four there's four actors in the show mm-hmm. that play one role in Act One and then play mm-hmm. a different role in Act Two. Um, so I played young Pika in the beginning of Act One. It's called mm-hmm. Cardboard Piano. If you like reading plays, you should read it. It's a fabulous show. Yeah, I've, I've read a little um, bit. Yeah. Fabulous show. It's really show. good. Um, and then in Act Two, I played a character named Francis who is gay and being thrown out of the village. It all takes place in mm-hmm. Uganda and Africa. You know, they kill gay people over there. So there's a scene between myself and older Pika, played by a different actor, mm-hmm. um, where he is like, the pastor now and he's like forcing me out of the town yeah. and I it's a really I mean it was such a beautiful moment I was really really excited to do mm-hmm. but I like break this class and threat glass and threaten to kill myself Holy shit! and I remember the first time we ran that scene full force emotion action mm-hmm. everything I like fall to the back of the stage after they like kind of separate us and take the glass from me and all that stuff mm-hmm. 
and I full on panic attack. Yeah. I was fully having a panic attack mm-hmm. in the middle of this scene mm-hmm. and was like trying to ground myself, stay in the scene, but also be like, huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa, this yeah. is. Me, yeah, it's like oh, yeah. it's taking me back to when I was 14 years old yeah. and I almost dropped out of the show. I like Because of that? Yeah. I, I, I truly was <clears> like, <throat> that night I went home and I was like, I don't know if I can do this show. That mm-hmm. was really triggering for mm-hmm. me. And I was like, you know what? It's obviously something I need to work through. It's right. obviously something that this show is going to heal in me. Right. And by the end of the run, I wasn't having panic attacks anymore. But right. nobody knew I was having a panic attack. Mm-hmm. That's called masking. Yeah. But don't we all know? <laughs> I, it was not the first time I've had a panic attack, but like it was really, really intense and mm-hmm. really, really scary. Mm-hmm. And um, they are really that was scary. A fantastic yeah. show. I wish I could have seen. I wanted to see it when it came out, but I think yeah. it was working. It was, yeah, it was. That's another one of my top. Yeah. Like top, top five performance. Yeah. It's like number two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Aaron and Titus Andronicus, Pika, young Pika slash Francis yeah. and Cardboard Piano, and then everything else yeah. I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> Where would um, Davis be? <laughs> he uh, he doesn't crack the top five quite. Really? No. Yeah. Because that I, show, I mean, changed a lot of our like lives and how our lives continued after that I mean, show it happened. It didn't really do that for me. Really? I know yeah. we all we all had a. It was a great experience. We're talking and about I, and then there were none. And then there were none. Yes, I played William Henry Bohr. Um, I, it's not that it didn't like activate something new in me, because mm-hmm. I was kind of playing a character that I had already played, but mm-hmm. in a more dramatic way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was excited to be in a drama because I had only done comedies up right. until that point. Right. But I got cast as the comedic relief, right. basically, <laughs> which is funny. Which yeah. was I was like reading through the script. I was like, wait a damn minute. <laughs> man cast me as the funny <laughs> damn <laughs> I was typecast already and you know it. I mean that's where I was for a while I was always the comedic relief in every fucking show I did and that's yeah. community theater though yeah, like, exactly. a lot of community exactly. theater is a farce yeah. you know there are select few companies who will do something that's not a farce exactly. yeah. uh, and it was exciting to be in that show and that show was a lot of fun mm-hmm. and did I guess in a way it did change like the way I act or mm-hmm. the way I do things and behave. Mm-hmm. But really the show for me that changed everything about who I am as an actor was um, The Skin of Our Teeth. Was it really? Yeah. At Clayton? Yeah. Oh shit. Hated that show. <laughs> Hated yeah. that show. Yeah. I do not like that script. It is not Gordon Wilder's best. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw that one too. Yeah, I mean, I was fabulous in it. Yeah, oh yeah, but everyone was. Yet another show where I had to play a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I have to play. An, I'm an 18 year old in ordinary people. So. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, why do people cast me as kids? <laughs> I have not looked like a kid since I was 16. That is not a joke. Full ass beard. Full it. beard. Everything at 16. I had yeah. like a, a goatee and yeah. mustache at 16. <laughs> but skin of our teeth made me kind of realize that I wanted. It was the first time I got to be in a drama. Mm-hmm. A full-on drama. A full-on drama and not... You know, there's some funny moments in it, but that last scene, yet another moment that was, like, triggering for me because mm-hmm. I was arguing with my dad in, in, in the show, and mm-hmm. it was, like, oh, mm-hmm. huge breakdown scene. Yeah. But it really made me realize that, like, oh, I can do more than be funny. Yeah. 
And that's that was for me too, like because I did so much comedy. I did Force of Nature, Force of Habit, mm-hmm. you know, and then there were none, which wasn't a comedy, but I was a comedic, yeah. ridiculous character in the show. Was it what? You played for a holiday? What? I will forever <laughs> hate that line. I will remember that till the I'm on my deathbed. Tricky what? No. Tricky what? Wizard place for holiday. What? And my kids will be like grandpa's office meds again. Um. <laughs> Somebody kill grandpa. <laughs> that was a pillow. With a plug. <laughs> um. And. You know, so many comedies. And he never could die, which was a terrible show. Um, we're not going to talk about that one. Yeah, we were in that show together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting experience. Um, and I didn't know if I could do drama. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if I was if I was talented enough as an mm-hmm. actor to get drama because, like, I was the comedy guy, you know, mm-hmm. and I was good at comedy. Like, yeah. I was really good at getting the laughs out of the audience. People oh, yeah. came up to me at a show after shows and be like, "You, like you, I lost it. Like, mm-hmm. you were the comedic relief. You were hilarious." Um, what was my first drama? God, was it Trick and Antonia? Yeah, I think it was. I was just yeah. about to say, yeah, it be I think it was Trick and Antonia. And oh my God, you were fantastic! Oh, thank you, in thank Trick you. All the acting in that show was great. The script needed work, but it was long. Whew, was it, it long? Was Long. We could barely get that show under like three hours. <laughs> it was long, it was, man. I by the time by the end rough. of it, I was like, "Is it still going?" <laughs> I was like, "There's no way this is still going." <laughs> um, but it was rough. So, like, yeah. But it was a great show. It was, yeah, all of yeah. everybody in that show was fabulous, fantastic, fantastic um, acting across the board. Yeah, and just like. Because I was ready to... That was around the time Trick and Antonia came out where I was ready to hang up acting. Not because... Yeah, yeah, not because, like... I, I, like, wanted to take a break, but because I thought I sucked. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought I couldn't do anything besides comedy. Like, this is it. I got to do a drama, so I'm good. Whatever. This is it. Yeah. But so many people, and I mean, so... Over, like, almost every audience member came out to me after the show and was like, that was, like, you made me cry. That was a beautiful performance. Blah, blah, blah. Like, thank you. Thank you. I remember sitting in the theater. Jazz and I watched it together. I remember Mm -hmm. sitting in the theater, and you were having that that scene that's just you, the big breakdown scene. And... I don't remember if Jazz leaned over to me first or if I leaned over to Jazz first, but yeah. at one point we both we like leaned over and were like, "This dude wants to stop." <laughs> really, he did that. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Like. Yeah. yeah. And that inspired me to keep going. I've been acting tons ever since. Like, I mean, that show doing doing your first drama as a comedic actor really changes things. It really yeah. does. I yeah. you know I love comedy. Yeah. I love making people laugh. Mm-hmm. Um. But I like making people cry more. Yeah. Oh, it's fun. Like, <laughs> as fucked up as it is to say, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Like, it's and fun I, to get that reaction out of I the audience. I really like playing the villain. Oh, it's I fun, think yeah. it's because I'm so naturally villainous, mm-hmm. even though I'm not. I don't agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> you said it, bitch. I am pretty villainous. Uh, He's but like, not in not in a bad way. I just am mean. Well, yeah. And I but love like you in for a cute it. Way. Well, yeah. I'm a Capricorn. I can't help it. Yeah. I feel like I've said that on every single episode of this. Um, but no, like it, it really, there really is something that like activates yeah. a new part of your skill set. Yeah. Doing a drama right. as opposed to having done comedies. And it's also something that kind of like once you break into the professional acting world, you kind of start getting paid for stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that you won't, there's a lot you won't do. Right. Not shaving my beard for no check. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah. 
Man, I, it's not like I've been paid buku bucks to to act. I mm-hmm. haven't been paid thousands of dollars to act, but mm-hmm. I've been paid pretty sums of money yeah. to you know if you if you cut me a check, <laughs> I'll suffer. Yeah, and I don't know as an actor if I want to go back to doing like farce plays, like huge, oh, huge over the top comedies. You oh, would, I absolutely you would. would. I've just done so much to where it's like I think I'm good. Me too, but I would do something like. Um, What's that show? What's that one that's like a play within a play? The producers? Oh god, I oh <laughs> that my would god. be a good show to do. Oh, oh my god, I would love That would be a good ass show to do. I would love to be. Yeah. I wanna be a producer. <laughs> I don't know if I wanna be Matthew Broderick or Nathan Lane, yeah. but I think I'd be that would be a, a good better show Nathan Lane than yeah, probably. Matthew Broderick. Mm-hmm. But no, there's that's a musical. There's a there's no, a straight play. Um I forget. I think in the movie version... know exactly version, what you're talking about. Um, it's like, not No Exit, that's a drama. Yeah. What's the name of that show? Shit. I know exactly what you're talking about, too. It's... Because f- it's a crazy farce. Everything that could possibly go wrong with them performing I think show it's called The Play That Goes Wrong. Is it? It might be. I don't think it's called... It might be the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. There is a play called The Play That Goes Wrong. Yeah, there and is. And it's really yeah. funny. Yeah. I would do that in heartbeat. Really? Yeah. I've never read it. Oh, I've seen clips of it online. Yeah. I would absolutely put <laughs> yeah. me in put me in coach. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we've kind of reminisced a little yeah, bit. Right, right. We're we're down to get back on topic. World, the acting world yes. is reminisced. Yeah. Oh boy. I've been missing it. Really? It's starting to hit me. You gotta me. get back, man. It's Come starting on. to hit me. Well, nobody's doing anything fun. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. It's the same shit. <laughs> Uh, I also was reached out to by a friend to do a touring show. What? You didn't do it? I missed the deadline. Oh, it was the, dude. It was the week of my birthday, and I was still in the planning process for my party. Oh, shit. Okay. And yeah. Ronnie had just had oral surgery, so I was, like, taking care of him right. and planning my party and working. Right. And it was like, I'm not going to have time to do it. Right. <laughs> right. I had to make my whole outfit. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Make my outfit for my birthday party, audition for a show. (laughs) But anyway, I'm actually really sad that I missed that opportunity because it would have been really fun. And the person directing is like one of my absolute favorite people. And uh, Suki Peters. Oh, I know her. Yeah, Yeah, she played Tamara in Titus and Johnson. She was my little bitch. Yeah, she was great. God, Suki, if you're watching or listening to this, I am so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I I have a very strong feeling she's going to be the one to get me back on stage. Really? Yeah, I love everything she does. I love everything she's involved with. Mm -hmm. And and one of these days, I'm going to not miss the deadline. Yeah. (laughs) Not be too busy to audition. Making costumes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, eventually I'll be able to pay somebody else to make my costumes. Right. So... Getting kind of back on track, and actually, I want to talk to you a little bit about this because we we kind of talked about accessing that part of yourself Mm -hmm. for a role. For a role, Mm -hmm. what about acting, uh, or has acting in any way been healing for you in your journey to mental wellness? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like this show, ordinary people, especially has almost been therapeutic mm-hmm. in a way. Like, there are a lot of scenes I have with a therapist in the show. I think there's, like, four or five scenes we have with each other. And it's almost therapeutic with those scenes. I am not. I don't go through the same... I never went through the same things this mm-hmm. character went through. He went to a mental hospital. He actually tried to kill himself. Like, yeah. I mean, I never went... I never got there. But, um... You know, just talking about opening yourself up and like, you know, it's fine. It's okay to be depressed. It's okay Mm -hmm. to feel like this. You just have to admit that you feel like this. Like he's trying to pull it out of him. And that feels so therapeutic to me. There's a line in the show that I love 
and I relate to extremely well where Conrad goes when I let myself feel all I feel is lousy. Mm. And that's such a, I know. Oh my I know. God. It's so. such a good line. It's my favorite line in the whole show. And I love, I, I'm damn near tears every time I deliver it because mm-hmm. it's so personal to me. Yeah. And like therapeutic in a way, like acting just, it helps you relax. You know, it's, it's funny to say because a lot of people are like, oh, I'd be so stressed out mm-hmm. learning these lines. I'd be so stressed out being in front of these people. It's, and it's terrifying sometimes, but it's so relaxing. I said yeah. to my, one of my coworkers the other day, I was like, I'm scared. I, I forget what exactly we were yeah. talking about, but I was like, I'm scared. Yeah. But not like in the actual way. Yeah. I'm scared in an excited way. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Before, do you ever experience when, you, when you're about to go on stage, you forget all your lines? Oh, yes. Every oh, sing- my God. Every single time. And it time. scares the shit out of and me. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, right. And then you hear your cue line, and then you just go. Literally, that's exactly what it's like for me. And I'll be running through the lines backstage, and I'll be like, oh, shit, I forgot that line. But as soon as it comes up on stage, I got it. It comes out. It's like, so weird. Yeah. Being an actor it's is weird. such a weird thing. It's weird. Like, but it really is. Like I yeah. always, I tell people all the time, I started acting to not be myself. Right. Because right. I hated who I was in mm-hmm. high school. I hated the person. I hated the depression that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that I hated who I was. I, hate, I hated the depression that had taken over me. Mm-hmm. And acting was a way for me to step outside of myself to exactly. be these other characters and to transport myself to this world that exactly. doesn't exist. Exactly. And then in turn, you kind of figure out how to make that world exist for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I was like, well, I can make like other it. people feel good. <laughs> I just want to make it feel good. Right. Oh, shit. And I mean, like I said earlier, like th- this show could not have come at a better time mm-hmm. in my life to perform because yeah. like it's so therapeutic with everything I went through in 2022. And it's just it's it's very, you know, like again relaxing like it's yeah. weird to say because you'll get that adrenaline rush you'll get scared right before you go on Your stage but dumping. but that's the feeling you love mm-hmm. as an actor it means you still love what you do if you still get that feeling if you don't get that feeling anymore as an actor do you really still enjoy doing what you're doing yeah. like, or if like, it seriously. changes it like, changes yeah for me so i haven't acted in what almost five years well, it's been a while yeah it's five been years a yeah. long time because yeah. it was even before my sadness yeah so yeah, it's been like five years. Yeah. Um, whoa, yeah. that's weird to think about. <laughs> um, and I'm just now starting to really, truly like last year I was getting inklings of mm-hmm. it, but this year I really am like, mm-hmm. I really want to do a show. Yeah, I really wish I was in the show I'm directing. Um, yeah. But that's the one you're doing with jazz, right? Yeah, yeah, that's beside the point. But mm-hmm. like I, um, when I stopped. I realized that I had been using acting as a tool Mm -hmm. to hide from all of the pain and everything that I was feeling Mm -hmm. and acting was becoming stressful. Mm -hmm. That feeling before going on stage wasn't, excuse me, it wasn't, oh my God, I'm so excited. It was like, why am I doing this? Right, right. What am I not addressing? And I think one of my last shows, um, it was called Spinning Jenny. Everybody was like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, Mm -hmm. you're so fabulous. That was a good show. Yeah. Well, you were good in it. But I, well, I thought the show was okay. Yeah. I think it needed a little bit of work yeah. in the script in the script department, but mm-hmm. I didn't think I did a good job. Really? I felt horrible. I felt like I did a terrible job. Really? I never should have auditioned for oh, that sure. show. I auditioned for the show only because I was interested in the character that I ended up playing. I played mm-hmm. the Barker. Mm-hmm. And um, it was fun to play that role that was like kind of godlike and kind of like you don't know whether this person is real or not and you mm-hmm. don't know you know they're kind of pulling the strings mm-hmm. but 
I know I was not giving my 110% like sure. I usually do. Yeah. And so when I look back at that show, I look and, you know, everybody's always like, you're so good. You did so great. You were mm-hmm. fantastic. I'm like, mm, no, I, I was phoning that in, girl. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. And so it it sucks when the thing that you think you love the most becomes painful. Mm-hmm. But it's important to acknowledge that it's painful. Exactly. And exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Take like, a break if you need to. Yeah. Like, and I've told myself, you know, like, this might be my last show just because, like, I mean, this is the most personal I've ever been with a character. Mm-hmm. And it would just feel, part of me would would feel good about making it my final performance. Like, my, my big. That's a crowning achievement. Swan song, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, this is his performance you know mm-hmm. like and i hope it comes off that way i hope i do a good job you know i don't know if, if it'll be the opening night it's gonna suck who fuck knows um i hope not but we'll see because yeah oh thank you it thank won't. you this is my first lead role too in ordinary people which is crazy um and i have so many lines oh my god um and just yeah like you get that thrill that you know where you're not stuck inside your own head constantly mm-hmm. and feeling that shit feeling which i was you know, stuck inside my my head through all of 2022. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. Even doing shows, I was I was lost. You know, and it feels like when I do plays, you know, like I'll be like when I did another run on, I had just graduated high school. Yeah, literally, he was fresh. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Like I graduated one week. The very next week, we started rehearsals for another run on. He stole and my part, by the way. I did, didn't I? Yeah, <laughs> That's you right. Did. You too. Because I'm good. Well, I got the bigger part, so. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Who's the best? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Um, And I was was lost Mm -hmm. after high school. I was like, where do I go from here? Like, I don't fucking know. Like, I love acting, but I don't know if I'm going to, like. Pursue it. Pursue it. Like, Mm -hmm. keep going. If I'm going to keep finding these places to audition for. Like, how's this going to work? And then I did, and then there were none in everything immediately changed everything immediately changed like meeting you guys mm-hmm. doing a sleep in the third row which are some of the best memories that i have in my life hanging the three of you guys and just doing a sleep in the third row hanging together like just some of the best memories so for life. those of you who don't know i was previously uh in like a youtube duo with a uh, our other good friend jazz mm-hmm. who i've talked about on here many a time uh, we did a movie review series, which is still up and available to watch on mm-hmm. YouTube. Oh, yeah. Asleep in the Third Row. I think our most reviewed video is still City of God. City of God. Over ten thousand views. Yeah. Do you know I have a Do you know I have a video with forty thousand views? Do you really? Yes, I do. Get the fuck out of here! Wild. One video. <laughs> <laughs> One singular video. Everything else is like ten. <laughs> ten views. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> forty thousand. Ten. <laughs> it's very humbling. YouTube star eh, he's uh, just getting started yeah <laughs> sorry um, but yeah so we used to do a movie review show yeah. called Asleep in the Third Row uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll bring y'all on for a Asleep in the Third Row review oh, redo review redo that. on a video yeah, I don't know I we'll see that. what happens I'd love that um, but those were some of the best moments of my life hanging out in my car talking all night just getting food and just chilling like those are some of the best times I've ever had in my life we saw some really bad movies <laughs> some shit movies um yeah mm-hmm. 50 shades um Oof, still the worst yikes. movie i've ever seen in my big life. yikes Oof, mordecai um and like 
I mean, I don't know. It scares me to think sometimes where I'd be without, and then there were none, without doing that show and meeting you guys. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know where I'd be in my life right now. I don't know if it'd be better or worse. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't, it scares me to think it'd about it. probably sometimes. be worse. Like, probably, honestly, no shit. No, like, I'm just kidding. Like, and I'm grateful for everything, you know, mm-hmm. like that show did for me that you guys have done for me that, you know, we're such close friends, even still to this day, you know, mm-hmm. we still have a group chat and everything that we talking all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, it feels great. Yeah. You know, like it's gone. It's awesome. It's weird being a grown up and like kind of going from that transition of high school to mm-hmm. adult life. Exactly. It's like, how do I make, like, am I going to still be friends with these people? Exactly. exactly. The answer is no. Yeah. You're not going to still be friends with the people you were friends with in high school. I don't except talk to for you. maybe no. like, I have fully, truly, and honestly, I have three friends from high school that I speak to regularly. Really? Yes. No, I have no, I keep in touch with nobody from high school. Everybody else is a new friend. Right. Essentially, right. like a new adult friend. Right. And like making friends as an adult is difficult, I think. You know, I. Oh, it is. It's very much hard. And yeah. especially for somebody like me who doesn't really build attachments very well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's something I'm working on. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, um, I don't friend very well. Mm-hmm. I'm very nice, and if I like you, I like you. Mm. If I never hear from you again, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not all the time, because there are, obviously I've, I've collected a number of friends throughout my life and right. working in restaurants. There's a bunch of people from the very oh, yeah. first restaurant that I worked in that I still talk to, still talk to that I still go on trips with, that I still go to concerts with, right. um, and theater friends and everything like that. But I just, um, I have a very, like... Not dissociative, but like a very, um, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I, it just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to describe. Yeah, it's weird. You know? It's weird. I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, I guess detached. Yeah. We're very detached. Yeah, detached from, like, society or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very clocked out. Very clocked out from society. Right. I check in when I go on my social media and then I leave. Right. That's very much me. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, on the topic of detachment, no. Um, <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I'm not going down that rabbit hole. Um, we, you know, this podcast is about mental health. And um, one thing I, one of my questions, obviously, is um, about diagnoses. Have you ever been diagnosed with? mental illness and if so how did that diagnosis kind of change your viewpoint and the way you approach life and how do you see things now versus then yeah like i've been you know i've been mm-hmm. medically diagnosed with anxiety mm-hmm. like everybody has anxiety everybody feels anxiety everybody's got like a lives. base level yeah, of anxiety but i yeah. am medically diagnosed with anxiety like mm-hmm. and it's not like terrible like i can't live oh my god i'm stressed out every second but it, you know it keeps me up sometimes yeah um, and I am on, I finally started medication for it. Like not a strong medication, just something to something keep it even, mm-hmm. yeah, calm it down a little bit, um, that I take and it helps. It does, um, helps keep it, keep, keep, you know, everything normal. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, not like I'm fucking crazy without it. Like that's not it. It's just, you know, um, and I always knew, you know, I had anxiety. Mm-hmm. I always knew I was like, okay, there's something, you know. Something like, right. This ain't real. This ain't yeah. regular. Like, not everybody There's goes no like reason this, I know? should be this worried. This about anxious everything. about shit. Like yeah. every shit. 
So finally having a doctor tell you is like, yeah, you, yeah, like it's, yeah, you do. Um, I mean, I don't know if it necessarily like, like changed my life, you mm -hmm. know, but it definitely was like, okay, now I know for sure, you know, and now I know how to, then I need to work on it. Mm -hmm. like, like really, instead of being like, oh, maybe I do, maybe I should, but whatever, maybe I don't like now that I know, okay, yes, you do. Yeah. Start working on it you know what i mean like like figuring out ways to to not be so anxious about mm -hmm. everything you know not be so nervous about everything you know yeah. like and and funny enough acting helps with that acting helps my anxiety like crazy and you've yeah. seen i'll shake on stage and stuff but that's just that nervous energy yeah. coming out when i'm on stage i'm i feel natural i feel at home like you know it feels great but like leading up to the show rehearsals and all that just yeah nuts especially with this show um and yeah, I mean, living with it is, it's not like crazy to live with it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not like I'm, um, it's not debilitating. No, no, not at all. And, you know, I haven't been medically diagnosed with it, but, but I feel some sort of depression, mm -hmm. especially with, like I said, the 2022. Two go, like, yeah, the two go hand in hand. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I got my depression diagnosis. So I'm like, yeah, so you, so you have a little bit of anxiety. Yeah. And I was like, anxiety? <laughs> What? That's a guy anxious about nothing. <laughs> and the doctor was just like, you know, the two kind of go hand in hand. Right, like right, either you have, that, yeah. yeah, either you have like a major depressive disorder, hey yo, and like a little bit of anxiety, right. or like major anxiety right. and a little bit of depression. Right. Yeah. But yeah, and and I don't think I would be medically diagnosed with depression if I if I asked like a doctor about it. Like if I got, I don't know how they would test it for it or whatever. But they ask you a series of questions. That's what they do. It's it's a, yeah, it's a questionnaire yeah. and it. And when I filled out the questionnaire, I was like, this seems stupid. Yeah. But like, as I was reading through the questions and it's been literally eight years since mm -hmm. I got my diagnosis, mm -hmm. I don't remember what the questions are, but like reading through the questions, I was like, oh, like yeah. just marking the, the things that I marked yeah. as my answers. I was like, damn, yeah, I already knew. But this is confirmation enough. Right. Like, exactly. exactly. I don't need you to come in. Doctor, yeah. I don't need you to come mm -hmm. in and say the words to and me. And that's exactly what, like, I didn't fill out a sheet, but a doctor, or, like, a nurse was asking me questions from her laptop, like, do you have blah, blah, blah? And I was answering, like, yes to every question. Yeah. And it was like, okay, we can, yes we can to... stop. Like, you know, yeah, I know. We've got 20 more questions, but <laughs> I think we're good. It's like, I think, you know, the first question, like, like we're good. Like, Are I you depressed? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you no. feel anxious at any point during the day? I'm anxious right now. <laughs> right. right. I'm anxious right now. <laughs> um, can somebody mark these answers off for me? <laughs> I yeah. can't hold a pencil straight. Um, no. Me either. <laughs> God, fuck you. <laughs> I can't help it. It's a low-hanging fruit. I quit. Low-hanging fruit. I can't help it. No, and like I said, like I said, if I tried to be medically diagnosed with depression, I probably most likely wouldn't be. Like, mm -hmm. I don't I don't feel like I would be at all. Yeah. Um, we yeah, all with anxiety and and you've seen me mature and grow since oh, yeah. we first met. This is like, a very different majorly. person. If we've known each <laughs> yeah. other what eight nine, nine years. Nine years. Yeah. This is a very different person yeah. than the person I met doing it yeah. in the Renan. Yeah, like, truly. Yeah. I mean, I was still a teenager. Yeah. When we did it in the Renan, are you fucking yeah. kidding me? <laughs> like, I was yeah. too. Were you really? Yeah, you were, weren't you? I was nineteen. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Well, I think I had just. I was either just turning twenty. Yeah. Or because I was about like to turn twenty, yeah. yeah. And Jesus, that's crazy to think about. Yeah, um, I wasn't even in my twenties. You were thirty, <laughs> right? Shit. 
And I had, you know, a level of immaturity back mm-hmm. then, you know, a very much level of immaturity. I was just out of high school. What the fuck did I know? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm very proud of how I've matured over mm-hmm. the years. Like you said, you, As can, you should be. Yeah, thank you. And like I said, you and Jazz have seen me grow like exponentially over mm-hmm. the years. Like, mm-hmm. like he said, I'm an entirely different person than I was in 2014. Not that I was like a little shit in 2014. You like, were. Fuck, uh, yeah. well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you were. You still are. I mean, yeah, but was, like <laughs> in a good way. You're a little shit in a good way. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um. Um. And, and like. Like I said, I've always known I've had anxiety, and it was so much worse back then than it is now. I've, like I said, I've matured with it. Mm-hmm. I've grown with it, you know, and I know how to deal with it more. I know how to live with it more, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's been easier. easier. So how, how has anxiety specifically affected how you, um, how you interact with the world? Has it, has, I don't want to put this. Does it make it harder for you to experience new things? Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, like getting interviewing for a new job, auditioning for a play. Yeah, auditioning is nerve wracking enough oh without god. anxiety. Oh my god, I was auditioning for ordinary people just because it's a role I wanted to play for so long. I've never been more nervous for mm-hmm. an audition in my life, even yeah. though I felt like I had a good chance and I, I fucking killed that audition. I don't care what anybody well, says. Well, clearly, <laughs> right. Um, and like, I was terrified. I felt like I was back in high school auditioning for my first play, and I was like, "Oh my fucking what!" And just, you know, meeting new people mm-hmm. is hard. Going on dates is really hard. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. I've been on you know a few dates within the last like year, and each one was just nerve wracking. You know, like 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 what where do i take you know what do i do like where do mm-hmm. i take them how do i keep the conversation going like that's the biggest worry is is like how do i it's so stupid to say but how do i talk to them you know what i mean like, i mean but yeah. it's, it's it can be difficult when you're dating yeah to know like especially right. if it's somebody you just met or like if you met on an app or right. whatever right like, you know a lot of times if you meet on the app you kind of talk a little bit before that but right. even then when i was on the apps i would have conversations with people for like a couple hours right. or a couple days and then they just disappear it's gone forever yeah, yeah but yeah. like you know the couple times that it did or the one time no a couple times mm-hmm. that it did go outside of the app it was mm-hmm. like okay and now i'm bored yeah like how yeah. do you keep that person engaged? Exactly. On exactly. my spectrum, how do you keep me engaged? Exactly. I, I'm, yeah. I'm very hard to keep engaged. Exactly. <laughs> and and I'm grateful. The last couple dates I've been on, the last like two dates I've been on with women, have been with people I kind of met before, not on apps. People I kind of met mm-hmm. beforehand. You know, one yeah. of which was an actress mm-hmm. which made it very easy to connect to and yeah. talk to things about because we shared the same thing Interest, so yeah. we talked you know exactly what i'm talking about i don't know what you're talking about yeah you don't have to go into details um, but i know what you're talking about like we i mean our interests were just like the same you know mm-hmm. she liked musicals like she was in musicals more than me but like mm-hmm. yeah like and it felt great like it felt fantastic you know what i mean like and the last girl i dated not too long ago um we very much connected to you mm-hmm. know we have different different interests but we still connected on mm-hmm. a great way and i feel and i feel like i'm getting better at it like yeah you know from high school to like just a few years ago i 
didn't really go on many dates. Yeah. Like, it really didn't happen much for me. I didn't really try to make it happen much. Cause I, and I still get nervous approaching women, talking to women because of my anxiety. Like, it's mm -hmm. all anxiety. Sometimes people don't understand, like, like, why don't you go up to that woman across the room and talk to her, start a conversation with her. Sometimes you just, you feel like you can. Yeah. Like, it feels almost impossible. And it's got up. nothing yeah. to do with who you are as a person. Exactly. It's exactly. all, like. It's all up here. It's all up here. Immediately, immediately, your mind will go to the worst case scenario of what mm -hmm. can happen when you walk up there. Yeah. Like, throw a drink in your face. Like, say, oh, thanks. No, like, ew, no. Yeah. Like, which is like, yeah. fuck you. You're right. No, 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 not that at all. No, <laughs> no, never. But, like, yeah. but, you know, you have to kind of, you have to trick your mind into being like, all right, well, if I go up to this person and they say no, the mm -hmm. worst thing that can happen mm -hmm. is they say no. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, okay. Yeah, right. Like, I I also didn't date very much before high school or after high school, mm -hmm. mostly because I was really depressed right. and I, like, felt like I couldn't give myself to another person. Right, exactly. Uh, I had yeah. none of me to give. Mm -hmm. And once I, you know, started dating and actually put myself out there and felt healed enough to date, mm -hmm. it was like, oh... This is really easy. Like, like I met fun. my partner. He, yeah. he approached me technically. Yeah, right. Um, but there were plenty of times where on the apps, I'm like, "Hey, how you doing?" Right. You know, I'm right. not like. It's nerve wracking to try and date someone, to meet someone, to especially in mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. But it also take you know when you do, you get this like confidence. Because you feel good even, about it. Yeah, yeah. Even if you don't get the yes, even if you don't talk or buy them a exactly. drink or get the number or whatever, exactly. it just still feels good to yeah. be like, Hey, I went up to that person. Exactly. And that helps with your anxiety, like mm -hmm. control your anxiety and confidence too. Like I've had within the last year, um, I've always thought I'm a not a good looking person, I'm an ugly person who would want to date this, you know what I mean? Kind of thing. And I've had so many pretty women come up to me within like the last year. Mm -hmm. Like, and be like, you're cute. You're a good looking guy. Women that I thought like, oh yeah, right, okay. Yeah. Like just recently, there's a few women that I've, I've like, are like, you're a cute guy. Like you're attractive. Like don't sell yourself short. Like, and mm -hmm. it's like, how the fuck, who? Like, <laughs> like. Your mom's so it, nice. Fuck <laughs> you. Fuck you. That was a raw blow. Was a low Listen, this is <laughs> this is a very good representation of our, of our friendship. For nine I, years, for nine years, I have pestered this man. I don't know how he puts up with me. Uh, you just deal with it as it goes. Yeah, you just <laughs> you just take the blows because I mean, it's all in jest. I'm, oh, of course, yeah. Your mom is a very nice lady. She's Hi, Mama Schnell, if you're listening. I love you. Um, Oh my god, I, fuck I you. <laughs> I was trying to hold it in so bad. You prick. I was really trying to hold it in. It just jumped out. It just jumped out. You fucking I prick. I couldn't keep it in. Oh, that was too uh, bad. That was, that was, that was good. You, that was good. You. So, have you... I know you talked a little bit about medication and how that has helped you. Have mm -hmm. you gone to therapy at all? No, no. And no? it's not because I'm like... At one point, it was because I'm like, I don't need therapy. Like, fuck that. What's, what are they going to tell me? Everybody needs therapy. Yeah, yeah I could. I, I've thought about it heavily mm -hmm. recently. But, um, but like, before, it, it was like, like what are they going to tell me? Feel better? Like, the end? Like, here's a, to give me $500? Like, you know? like. But, like... <laughs> Not feel better. Thanks. <laughs> right. 
Here's my Is it like the check? Like, yeah. You feel like shit? And, well, don't. Yeah. <laughs> That's not how therapy works. Not that I have been. No, I know. I know. But... But, like, I just, I truly felt like, what's what's it going to help? It's not going to help. Like, who the fuck cares? But I have thought about it recently doing mm-hmm. it, and I feel like it would, you know. What's stopping definitely. you now? Just <laughs> procrastination, more than anything. Like, not because I'm afraid to do mm-hmm. it or my anxiety stops me from doing it. Just, just I, have, I haven't gotten around to it. Yeah. Basically, that's all it is. Honestly, same. Like, yeah. I, I probably have needed a therapist for a really long time. And, like, mm-hmm. I'm at a place in my life where I don't need a therapist to be happy Mm -hmm. or to like work through the things Mm -hmm. now i'm at a point where i need a therapist to like get those last few screws like there's a couple of things that are coming up now in my fucking 30s Mm -hmm. that i didn't necessarily realize were triggering Mm -hmm. or um traumatic Mm -hmm. that i'm like oh now (laughs) of all the times am i to quote Meryl Streep in my absolute favorite film, Death Becomes Her. Oh now a warning. <laughs> if you get that reference, I love you. But like, what? How? Right. Why now? Right. Why all, now? All the times. Yeah, but yeah. like, also, why not now? All right. You know, now's the best time. Yeah. Um. So, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. So, <laughs> no, you talked about medicine a little bit already. Yeah. But talk to me a little bit about how um, the cho- how you came to the decision of taking medicine. Oh, yeah. it's, it is not a choice that is made lightly. Right. And I, I myself, I've never been medicated, but I have mm-hmm. been given medication and made the choice not to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that choice come about for yeah. you? And, and yeah. how do you feel about having made that choice? Yeah. Um, I'll start with the end part because that's the shortest part. Mm-hmm. I feel great that I finally decided to do it. Like, mm-hmm. even if it's not even helping me, if it's just all in my head, placebo, whatever, yeah. it, I feel great that I finally decided to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, yes, finally, what took you so long? Yeah. And what brought me to it, this, I can get into a little bit about 2022 20, now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was completely lost in 2022. A just completely lost human being. Like, mm-hmm. things were not going well for me at all. Yeah, I remember. I was working a job that I hated like snarfs and then oh yeah blue duck like i mean yeah like it's just and it was a terrible 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 year you know i won't go into certain details about it because like you know it's it's getting you know i don't want to name names or anything go into too much but you you know a lot of what happened Mm -hmm. um the biggest thing that got to me the biggest thing that hit hard where i was like okay fuck my life like was um my dog cooper uh was diagnosed with cancer back in july and cooper yeah with it we we did everything we could to fix him i had him on medicine took him to specialists and within just a few weeks of his diagnosis he passed away and it was the worst thing that's ever happened to me yeah i'm still dealing with problems you went with that like i miss him terribly I still get impulses like, oh, got to let Cooper outside, got to feed Cooper, got to fill up his water bowl before I go to bed, you know, like, and then I, every time I have to remind myself, oh, he's gone. Yeah. Like, yeah. His ashes are right there. And it's, it's terrible. Like, I still miss him every single day, just as much as the day, like, he left. Like, it has not gotten any easier. And that really started the whole 
depressive of like i'm lost my life's not going anywhere mm-hmm. fuck everything mm-hmm. i was a lost human being in 2022 like i never got to the point of wanting to kill myself but it got to like i don't want to live mm-hmm. i don't want to be here anymore i don't have any reason to be here anymore yeah like, fuck it what, 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 it almost yeah. feels worse sometimes it almost feels exactly like, exactly as someone who has been yeah to knocking on the doors of yeah. unaliving it yeah. Huh, it sometimes feels it's, so much worse yeah. to exist but not want to. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't want to, but I also am just like, done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What else can I do? Right. You know? Yeah. I, I, I was exhausted. I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping. You knew, you know the whole you know, yeah. eating and sleeping part. I lost yeah. so much weight. Yeah. I was not eating. I was not sleeping. I would, at the Blue Duck, I don't know if you even, I don't know if you know this, but I told you this, but during morning shifts or night shifts, I would go to the bathroom a lot. I would, because you had the stalls that were like, mm-hmm. like closed off like a room. Yeah. I would lock myself in the stall and I would just cry. I would just I cry not know like crazy. Oh my God. Like I'd have the tissue in my hand and just be blowing it up on my face like this and just letting like lighting it out. Like it just, it was terrible. I mean, it was just such a terrible time. That was every single day mm-hmm. for me, like every single day. Like, and I finally decided with a lot of, you know, goading from you and jazz, like in a good way, in a good way. And I appreciate oh, yeah. it. Uh, like, dude, you need to get, get this, get this looked at. We're worried about you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, go to the fucking doctor like or yeah. drag you there myself you were even getting to a point where like do i need to call your fucking parents and tell them to drag you to the i doctor? listen i have been to that low yeah and i can see it happening <laughs> and i immediately want to fix it you're right. <laughs> you're right i like i might be kind of a bitch <laughs> and give him shit all the time but awesome. at the end of the day I do really genuinely care about this yeah. human <laughs> and it was really worrisome to me it was mm-hmm. really really worrisome to me so I was like dude you gotta mm-hmm. I, I think I did threaten to call your mom did you did, you did. <laughs> I was like I'm gonna call your mom you had work one time you were threatening to like to get I to my was, parents and I was yeah. like I will call your I know your mom <laughs> I know where you live you do actually mm-hmm. um and everybody was worried about me. My parents were worried about me. I even asked them to this day. They were like, yeah, we saw a change. We mm-hmm. were terrified, you know, yeah. of what you were going to do to yourself. Like, my mom actually genuinely thought I was going to kill myself. Like, she was worried, like, I was going to go to work and you weren't going to be alive when mm-hmm. I came back home. That I was going to find you dead. Like, yeah. I was worried almost every day about it. And that was really a time where I was like, okay, it's, I need to get this shit worked out. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I'm worrying people around me. I'm getting to this point of like, I don't want to go through life anymore. I want to f- just fucking waste away and die. You know, I don't, I want to lock myself in my room and just not do anything else with my life ever again. Like, and just, I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I just truly was like, I cannot feel like this anymore. And yeah. it was, and this wasn't just a couple weeks, a couple months. It was the, it whole, was the whole fucking year. It was 365 <laughs> days. Right. 365 uh, yeah. out of 365. It's just right, right. Yeah. It's just like like a failed date to a sh- script that I didn't really like to mm-hmm. Cooper's death. It was just piling on top over and over and over and over again. And it just kept dragging me under. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm stop. Give me a break. Please. Like, you're right. No. No. <laughs> no, don't spit on me. Like, no. Wait, <laughs> <Jesus Christ>. a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> <laughs> definitely don't kick me in the face. 
No, 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 no. I do not condemn him. Um, no, and it just, I was sick of feeling like that. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it was like a nightmare that I couldn't wake up from. You know, it's cliche to say, but it truly but felt like a nightmare. Yeah. Like, like going, trying to go to sleep every night was like, I was afraid like every night it's like oh here comes another night then i'm not gonna i'm gonna be twisting and turning not being able to sleep and then just being exhausted the next day like every night was a challenge every day was a challenge yeah and i just couldn't do it anymore so i was like i need to go to the fucking doctor and And get this shit looked at you know it it, i feel like it it really is that moment like when everybody around you is like what's going Mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. yeah everybody yeah that you realize okay maybe i do need to seek mm-hmm. some help like mm-hmm. maybe i do need to figure out what is going on yeah and i remember my best friend telling me there was a, there were times in high school that she was worried mm-hmm. the same thing and i'm sure i was worried too <laughs> we talk all the time about like not getting well for other people mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. sometimes you need those other people to kind of wake you up and be like right. okay you need to get well exactly and it you know, it might start off for that person. It might start off because my mom is worried about me or my dad is worried about me or my best friend or, you know, all my friends mm-hmm. are worried about me. Mm-hmm. It starts there. And a lot, that's a good point. I am an advocate mm-hmm. for seeking help for those around you. Mm-hmm. Because in turn, you realize those people around you care about you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the more you care about you, the better everybody is. Right. Not just you. Right. Everybody's like, wow, you, you know, you, you've, you've healed, you've done your, I see you doing the work. I see how happy you're becoming. I see the, the change and it almost makes it, it almost makes it easier to, what's the word I'm looking for? It almost makes it easier to heal Mm -hmm. when you know that those around you are in your corner. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm, and I'm, that's what I wanted to say too. I'm so grateful. Mm -hmm. I've had, I had a lot of people helping me through last year like i had you and jazz mm-hmm. i had another friend of mine tori who put up with so much of my shit last year <laughs> i love you tori i love you so much you're like a sister to me i love you to death um and just so many people mm-hmm. were, were worried about me and you know talked to me like you know didn't didn't leave me hanging mm-hmm. you know some people did but you know we won't go into that yeah. um and those are the people you leave in the past sure exactly and that's exactly. that's the other yeah. thing we have to learn is is healing people yeah we have to anybody that is not for us ain't for us Bye. exactly exactly and i'm Bye. and i'm to that place now like i wasn't at the time i was you know but but i'm to that place now where it's like okay, it's hard it's to in, get there too. In the past yeah, yeah exactly it's hard to get there. and just just with everything else going around it like like it just it made everything that somebody would look as a small thing 10 times worse mm-hmm. because of what i was dealing with at the time yeah yeah so it just I, made every small like i said every small issue so much worse than anybody would have ever thought it would have been oh yeah <laughs> so here on mental health chat monday our motto is turning mental illness into mental wellness did i say oh. that in the intro i don't think so oh, i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> Here on Mental Health Chat Monday, our <laughs> motto... Refilm the intro now. It, yeah, we gotta do it right now, though. No. Um, here on Mental Health Chat Monday, our, our motto is turning mental illness into mental wellness. Yeah. So, what does mental wellness look like to you? What does mental wellness look like to me? Um, like, what do you mean? Like, so, for me, and I've given this answer in, the, in a couple episodes in the past, mm-hmm. mental wellness is 
knowing, acknowledging, and understanding that I live with a mental illness. Oh, sure. But mm-hmm. keeping my foot on that motherfucking neck. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm in control of the depression. Yeah. It tries to come up sometimes. Right. We might tussle. Right. But at the end of the day, I... It's like me. it's you, yeah, exactly. That's what mental wellness looks like to me is like having that acknowledgement and yeah. dealing with it daily. Yeah. What does it look like to you? Yeah. I mean, not to steal exactly what you just said, but it is very much like that for me too. Yeah. Like I mean, like you just gotta learn how to live life with it. I'm still dealing with issues, learning how to, you know, keep going with it. Like mm-hmm. you know, the, the you know, I'm, I'm much better now. I am. I'm much, much better now. Like, I really am. Um, and it's learning to just keep those bad voices down, you know? Keep that shit out of your head. Like, mm-hmm. don't don't always go to worst case scenario because yeah. it 99.999999% of the time will never go there. Yep. Never go there. It'll never. Whatever you think the worst case scenario is, it won't happen. I promise no. you, it won't because it never happens. Can for me. confirm. Yeah. Can confirm. Every now and then you'll get There's one. that 0.11111% yeah. every now and then. Where it's like, like, oh, damn, this is the worst case scenario. Exactly. Exactly. But really truly but it's not it. you know it rarely I've, I've I've had the experience I promise you that the worst case exactly that the worst case scenario will not happen that you immediately think of when you think of doing something and you know I act and my anxiety likes to get in the way of that constantly and I get you know terrified of going on stage of learning the, am I going to learn these lines in time you know I'm still getting that with ordinary people right now and you know you just got to learn to calm those voices down a little bit whether that means you need to be on some sort of medication whether that means you need to go to the doctor whether that means you need to go to therapy like you just got to find a way to keep going and not give up not, not give in not let, not let that illness win like not that that let that illness like beat you. I know everything I'm saying is so cliche right now, but it's it's the truth. But like, yeah. you know, we always talk about cliches. A lot of people have said it, you know, been about being cliche and right. what they were saying. But in one hundred percent honesty, those cliches are very real. Exactly. And true. Exactly. They're a cliche for a reason. Exactly because they're real. Because yeah. you, you just can't. Yeah. You know, and it's hard. It is difficult. There. Mm-hmm. At the the healthy, healed place that I am at at mm-hmm. thirty years old. Mm-hmm. Granted, this year has been good. Like it's we're only what mm-hmm. a month and a week into twenty twenty three. This year has been good same so for me. far. Same for me. Yeah. But dark days come. Oh yeah. I know they're gonna come. Yeah. I I I'm not. There will never be a day in my life or a year in my life where mm-hmm. it will be one three hundred sixty five light days. Mm-hmm ever mm-hmm. and i've accepted that yeah and that's the thing sorry no. that's the thing with anxiety and depression like you could be perfectly fine one day you could be the best mood of your life one day and you could wake up the next day and just feel immediately like shit you know yeah i so we're right around the time that my infinite sadness was ending mm-hmm. i posted something i shared a facebook memory the other day i think it was yesterday as a matter of fact mm-hmm. where i said that exact thing oh did you i oh. i was like wow Depression is funny. Yeah. Like, I am on a high. Yeah. I just had the most successful production. Mm-hmm. I had two weekends mm-hmm. of nearly full houses. Actually, I think mm-hmm. every single night was sold out except for opening night because mm-hmm. of the weather. Yeah, the weather like, was bad. Yeah. Nearly 
six sold out shows yeah, of a play that you of wrote, a play that I original, wrote, completely original, original, directed and produced out of my own pocket. Mm-hmm. I am on cloud nine. Oh yeah, as you should have been. And I feel like mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to lay in my bed and stare at the wall yep. for nothing short of eternity. Yep. That's what the the post said, it, like verbatim. Really? Yeah. And that shit, it just clicks. Like and you'll wake up happens. and just be like, what happened? Like what what trick this and mm-hmm. sometimes your mind will just wake up like that like yeah, you'll be out of your control like, uh-huh. yeah. sometimes you just wake up sad yeah exactly sometimes like, you just wake up and immediately want to cry like yeah. i mean it happens like again. oh i gotta get out of bed yeah. i gotta move i yeah. have to be a human I have to be a person i have to go to work <laughs> right right can't i just die <laughs> <laughs> right and come back tomorrow can we try again tomorrow right. like that it it you know it's really I think that's the thing I want, and that will lead kind of into, into our final question. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that I want people to really realize and understand about mental illness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't speak for all mental illnesses because my affliction is depression. Mm-hmm. Like I said, a little bit of anxiety. We got anxiety incarnate right here. Mm-hmm. But like, for me, and for, I know, excuse me, a lot of depressed people, we can't turn it on and turn it off. Mm-hmm. And we've gotten to this point in society where we talk about it more but like i remember in the past being like oh my god i'm so depressed like right (laughs) in actuality i was (laughs) but we we use it as a joke just to be like oh i'm sad but sometimes it's not sad sometimes it's emptiness sometimes it's like i just i just killed you know Mm -hmm. i've had days where i'm about to go on stage and i'm like i just want to walk out of the theater Mm -hmm. i feel worthless Mm -hmm. worthless and it sucks, yeah. but it happens. Yeah. And once you start healing and you get on that journey, you can deal with the days that it happens. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, that's going to lead us into my final question for yes. this yes. episode, this conversation. Leave us with a bit of advice for allies. How can they be in our corner? Mental health is not a joke. It's not a joke. Everybody says, makes jokes about, oh, you know, oh, I'm going to kill myself. You know, like, everybody makes jokes. Mm-hmm. It is not a joke. And I know that now more than ever before. Like, within the last few years, I know that now more than ever before. Like, even if you feel, like, an inkling of your friend, like, something's off, reach out to them. Talk to them. Mm-hmm. Call them. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, I'm, I'm not a very private person like i'll see a phone call from a friend and like immediately answer it if i have time like i'm not like yeah. somebody like i see somebody calling us like oh fuck leave me alone like I, i'm no. that person <laughs> you are i am yeah. i'm yeah. really bad about it and like sometimes i'm not even depressed <laughs> sometimes i just sometimes i just and i hate to interrupt your answer no, because it's good. really beautiful yeah, yeah um sometimes i just don't want to talk yeah Sometimes I just don't want to talk, yeah. and it's not that I'm being mean, and no. it's like, but and same, like, same. Honestly, yeah, sometimes like, I'm just tired. I don't feel like, yeah, like I just keep to myself. You know, you know honestly, yeah. most of the time when I ignore phone calls, it's because I am depressed. You're right, right. But sometimes I'm not. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> you're like, oh, I'll sometimes call I'm them like, back in New Year. Yeah. <laughs> It's January 1st, 2024. I got you. Yeah, it's really funny. I remember one time, (laughs) and you can get back to your answer after this anecdote, Mm -hmm. but like, I remember one time, I forget what happened, but I was like, I'll talk to y'all next year. It was like me, you, me, you, and Jazz. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'll talk to y'all next year. And it truly was like like a a full year 
full year that we talked again. It's like you were you were ghost incarnate. Like I was like, yeah. does he even exist anymore? I, did I, I ever know him? Like, nope. Was he a memory? Like, yeah, I was never even a person. You know, it was his inception. Like, um, no. I went back to my home planet for a year yeah, and I came it. back. I know. It. Came back a bad bitch. Uh, yeah. Scary. I mean, I left a bad bitch, but yeah. came went back. to bad bitch planet. Yeah, <laughs> planet the bitch. <laughs> anyway, continue your answer. I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> 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 call me out read me Jeremy a straight man just read me for filth guys You're damn right Jeez. and I'll read him even more um this friendship will never end um <laughs> we're almost at 10 years this friendship ain't fucking yeah you know this after 7 years <laughs> it's becomes like a yeah. habit yeah a habit yeah fuck you <laughs> <laughs> sorry that this shit has worked for you <laughs> no I was kidding no um no, but in all seriousness, again, it's cliche to say, but mental health is not a joke. Like, like I said, if you feel something off with your friend, like, don't just be like, oh, they'll feel better. Talk to them. Like, like, be in their corner. I can't tell you how much it helped me to have people in my corner last year. It was so, it made me feel like I wasn't alone. Mm-hmm. It made me feel like I had people, you know, because I, I, another thing on top of everything I felt last year was loneliness. Yeah. I felt like the most lonely person on the face of the earth. Loneliness hurts, And it, man. it's the oh worst. God. It fucking, I still feel lonely to this day, but not nearly as bad. Yeah. And like, you know, no, don't ever like, like take it for like, like if someone says they're depressed, don't take it seriously. Like, don't mm-hmm. be like. It's like, oh, like, whatever, they'll feel better. Or like, you know, oh, you're just depressed because, you know, you put yourself in this situation. Like, mm-hmm. it's, and it's just genuinely not like that. You gotta, you gotta be there for them as much as you possibly can. Yeah. Like, for people that have experiences themselves, you know exactly, like, what I'm talking about. Like, you know, you can't play around with that kind of stuff. People lose their lives because of depression. Hundreds of thousands of people lose their lives because of depression every year. And it's depressing. Like, just be there. Like, like it helps, like I said, exponentially just to say, how are you feeling today? Text mm-hmm. your friend. Be like, how are you today? Or say hi. Just say hi. Who gives a fuck? Just say something. Be yeah. there for that person. Because chances are they feel like the most lonely person ever. And they just need somebody to tell them hi. Or tell some, to need them to say, hey, you look nice today. Something. Just mm-hmm. anything. Just... Don't take it as a joke because it's a very, very serious issue. And, you know, I'm always there for people that, that have those issues as well. So, yeah. yeah. Me too. And like I say in just about every episode of this, that is the whole point yeah. of this. Yeah. We laughed and we joked a lot about in this episode oh, yeah. about a lot of stuff, but that's because we're friends. And right. That's the camaraderie. Like, yeah. And like, you know. I truly believe laughter is the best medicine. Oh, it it's is. The be- it absolutely. Is. It's one of, one of the best tools that you can use yeah. as a method of healing. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you have a friend that is going through similar things. Mm-hmm. It's, it's great to be like, you were depressed. Me too. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like I have that connection with a lot of my friends. I've bonded with a lot of people because mm-hmm. of mental illness. Mm-hmm. And um, you can joke about it with your friends when the time is right. Exactly. And not joke. About, and let me clarify what I mean. Not joke about mental health. Mm-hmm. But inside jokes about how you both handle your mental health oh, yeah. is what I mean. Oh, yeah. Whereas some people like to just be like, 
you know, whatever the joke might be. I'm not going to make any jokes about mental health mm-hmm. because that's not what this is about. Mm-hmm. But genuinely, take it seriously. That's yeah. very, it's very important. Yeah. Um, is there anything you want to promote? I know you have a show coming oh, up. Do you yeah. want to tell the people about your show and yeah. when it is and what's happening? Fuck yeah. Um, so it's called Ordinary People. It is a drama. It is, I will give a trigger warning to you too. It deals with very serious issues about depression and suicide. There is a monologue my character has about how... Uh, about halfway through the show about how he locked himself in the bathroom and cut his wrists and almost bled to death. Ooh, like, it's well, I might very... not be able to come see your show. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Method yeah, of choice. Yeah. <laughs> like, he goes into detail. Like, I slice and then I moved into the other hand and I sliced again. Like, he goes into detail about it. Mm-hmm. And, like, he, he, he says things like, like, and I know that they don't know I'm doing this right now downstairs and that makes me feel like shit. Like, oh you my know, God, downstairs. It, Is yeah. this about me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> based on a true story like, I mean like seriously um, one day I'll get into the depths of my story of my yeah. it wasn't even like a full suicide attempt mm-hmm. but it was I was steps mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you've told me yeah, yeah. like um so yeah, I give a trigger warning to everybody. You know, it's not an easy show to get through. It's very depressing. It's very sad. It I, I don't want to spoil anything. It may or may not have a happy, bittersweet ending. I don't want to spoil it, but but you know, it's there are some scenes that are rough to get through for me too to act those scenes on stage. But it's called Ordinary People. It goes up March twenty third. It runs through that weekend, Thursday through Sunday, and then the following weekend, Thursday through Sunday. And it goes up at Clayton Community Theater, which is I don't know the exact address, but if you Does know, anybody know the address? No, nobody theater? fucking knows. I will it's, link it down below. <laughs> link it down I'll below. put the link. I'll, yeah, I'll put the ticket link down below. It's in um, this episode will be out before. Before the, the show goes, goes up? up. Okay. Honestly, it might be out the week the show goes up. Really? Like okay. Yeah. And um, it's in Clayton Heights, down the street from the Esquire Movie Theater, right across from the Schnooks, if you know where that area is. Um, and yeah, I'm so excited to do it. It's my first lead role. It's a fantastic cast. Um, everybody come see it. You know, like I said, it, it and it'll help people probably even get a better idea of how yeah. mental health affects people, too, which is a great message to get across, which is another reason that I'm really happy to do this show. And yeah, come see it. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. I think we all need to experience some uncomfortable theater. Oh yeah, it's a very uncomfortable show. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I I remember, um, Jazz did that show at St. Louis Actors Studio that I oh, almost walked out yes. of. Was that Sinticello? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 I almost walked out of that show. Yeah, I remember. That one hurt me bad. Yeah. Um, I was there with you. I think I was sitting next to you. Yeah. 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 It was like me, you, and one other person. Yeah. I think it was. I forget who it was, but it, I know it was a woman. She was, was like woman. holding my hand yeah, the whole time. I, remember, I saw that. Yeah. yeah that was rough. Yeah. I, maybe I should do a video about uncomfortable theater next. Yeah. yeah that would be, be interesting. Video, yeah. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in thank to you. this episode of Mental Health Chat Monday. Jeremy, thank you for being yeah, this here was and a sharing great, your story. This was a great pleasure to do. As soon as he told me, do you want to do this? I was very excited to do it. Like, I'm, I'm very happy to, to talk about this and thank you. get this I'm, message across. Yeah, I'm... The more of these that I do, the more comfortable I get with it, but also mm-hmm. the more I just realize how much I love it. Yeah. And how much I love talking about mental health. For sure. And... Yeah. It's really great. And I hope you guys are getting something out of this series. Yeah. I really, truly, truly love and um, 
it's healing for me too mm -hmm. like this is not just healing for you watching for you it's talking like, yeah. to me it's for, yeah, yeah it's very therapeutic for me as well yeah. thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of mental health chat monday i very much appreciate you all listening and watching if you're watching on youtube or you're listening on spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast uh again my name is dj bionic i am your host if you want to find me my links are all down below or you can find me on at dj bionic on all social media it's called branding look it up mm -hmm. and i will see you all in the next Mental Health Chat Monday episode. Yeah. Bye! Bye.